0: This one reminds me in a lot of ways of um, some of my favorite bourbons of all time, Um, so.
1: Yeah, I think this is exactly what you want in a bourbon. I think, you know, if you're able to get a bottle of this, you're not gonna be disappointed. You know, you're gonna give it to some friends, they're not gonna be disappointed. Once again to Chill Filter, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, Super excited about today's show. We are drinking what should be one of the best bourbons around. Uh, We're going to be drinking a little bit of the Stag, George T. Stag, 2019. Super excited about that. Um, Before we get to that, though, I just want to just get to a little bit of business. Uh, You know, last week... On the last podcast we did, it wasn't we didn't record last week, but last week's episode, we had a little uh, little hidden Easter egg in there, and I'm surprised not a lot of people hit it. Uh, so you might want to go back, re-listen to the end of that episode, see what we're talking about. Uh, my mom listened; she's a new listener this week. She got an iPad, so now she's listening. She found huh. the Easter egg. She did what we asked her to do, and uh, which the business today is tell your mom about us. Your mom might want to listen to Chill Filtered. Your mom might want to listen to some people talk about whiskey. Uh, so share us with your moms. That's enough of the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, it has been like a month. How are you doing?
0: Over a month. Yeah. It's has yeah, it? It's crazy. Man. Sitting down. Yeah, because we recorded before right around the 20th of June, I think. And now we're recording and it's like the... 27th or 28th right? or yeah 27th today
1: okay yeah it's been yeah, a while it's crazy
0: yeah and I, so and I, um, with everything going yeah. on i
1: bet there really hasn't been too much going on with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing let me think uh i'm studying no i'm kidding uh, yeah there's been some crazy stuff I'm, I'm trying to think like uh i well one thing happened uh just now that like shook me a little bit Uh-oh. so as you know i'm a jeweler Mm-hmm. on the side and uh, my neighbor really sweet woman her name's Jan she asked me to do like a engagement style ring for her okay. um to like use up one of her old diamonds that she had and I was like yeah i'll do that Uh-oh. and she loved it I gave it to her like a while ago okay. but um I just found out that the diamond fell out and she no. found it luckily oh. but that's like that's like the ultimate sin of a jeweler is to not protect the diamond enough and i don't know i i was looking at the the prongs and i could see maybe what happened uh but i got to prevent that again and she was so sweet and was like apologizing to me um about <laughs> it, it. and i just like, felt like so knuckle
1: boxing and it came out because that would be her fault. yeah
0: no yeah that might have been yeah if she was bare knuckle boxing jan the bare uh, but boxing really it's either. like yeah, you know Jan. If anyone is, <laughs> one of my neighbors is listening. I don't know Jan. Be like, yep, that's but I Jan. Kn- I don't know Jan her,
1: is, but I know not to mess with.
0: Far her. from that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I was just shook by that. You know, yeah, like no I just felt terrible, and she was. You couldn't have gotten a better um, neighbor who was okay with that, and luckily they found the diamond and it wasn't. But I just felt so bad. Oh man. Um, so I'm still like a little bit recovering from that. But let's see. Since we last recorded, um, I have been planning a lot of PTO stuff, which has been fun. On in two days parent from the day we're recording, I'm gonna fly out. Time off. Uh, parent teacher or well, I guess both at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> no, paid time off. Um, and I, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, in two days I'm flying to Virginia. Yeah. We're we're actually uh, shout out to Miles Ferguson who is going to join me and Robbie for the next episode, uh, and yeah. we're going to be drinking something fun with one of our favorite uh, Patreon people. Yeah, super. Since exciting. we're in his neighborhood. Yeah. And then uh, I got a wedding to go to a week from tomorrow. Wait a minute. Or a week from two days from is now. Is this is this the wedding uh-huh. with
1: the? Uh, s- yes. Yes. So
0: he like I I told him I was like bro i'm gonna lay down the gauntlet right now uh i will give you and your soon-to-be wife i will give you 150 (laughs) dollars if you're able to get me another bottle of that and i will pay whoever's asking 200 dollars for a bottle so like i'll throw down like three to four hundred dollars here just to get one of those bottles and he said that with everything going on his family was like not all coming or like or her family was like not all coming so they're like just don't expect it it might happen but the the bride's brother just got married Mm -hmm. so same family uh and he didn't have anyone show up with that at his wedding so i was like i won't get my hopes up but just know i will throw down if it does happen um but yeah i don't think it'll happen but maybe one day they'll like ship it to him or something like that yeah. and he'll let me sip from a sip of it and something like it, that. What was the whiskey again? Anyway. Uh it was a old overholt that's uh right. from like pre-prohibition. Yes, like, before prohibition, Dude, which so is awesome. insane.
1: Oh, is that what pre means? Yeah. Pre means before.
0: Well, sometimes pre means um like, you know, you're like uh uh Yeah, yeah that's what it means. <laughs> Yeah, you got me. The- <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, there's no getting around that one. Uh, so
1: you got the wedding in Virginia. Anything
0: else? Got the wedding. And then after the wedding, we're actually going to chill in Virginia for a while. It, I, so that should be fine. I'll work from there. And
1: Heather's going to go with you too?
0: Yep, and she's going to work from the office because her office is theoretically in Virginia. With her family. And Yep, exactly. So Perfect. she'll. most people will work from you know, remotely while they're traveling. Heather works in the office while she's traveling. (laughs) She's crazy. uh, But she's stoked. She gets to see her family and I'm excited for her too. And then I'll get to see at least like three like really good friends outside of the wedding. One being Miles. um, And then afterward, Virginia for like, after the wedding, it'll be about a week and a half more. And... We will go to uh, Fresno, California. Okay. Uh, We've wanted to go to Sequoia National Park for a while, so we're like, let's just turn it into a weekend. So we're gonna go to Sequoia, and then we're gonna fly back to Phoenix after the weekend's over. And then, a week later, or a week and a half later, I'm gonna join my daddy We're gonna be in Wyoming, and then we're gonna do a um, road trip through Utah. So that should be super fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah yeah oh and then uh uh-huh
1: so gonna go through are you driving through utah and then are you gonna fly out of utah are you driving back to phoenix
0: i think we're gonna drive to his home which is in colorado where my parents are you gonna Um, gonna go back and then i'll fly back from
1: the best liquor store ever
0: that's a good question i might do that um that's one thing i did in the meantime is is i hit up my favorite liquor store it's like it's called uh, veterans. Veterans.
1: Was, yeah, that's right. Okay.
0: Yeah, you went there with me, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like in heaven when we oh, went that so one awesome. time. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah, it's it is a cool spot.
0: Yeah, and I saw a good few two ninety ones on the shelf, and they were like expensive. Mm. Um, but I got, I got while I was there, I got for the wedding. I usually, if I'm hitting up, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, if I'm hitting up like a, a bachelor party type thing, I always bring a bottle of. Redbreast breast 12 calf strength mm-hmm. which is the perfect bachelor party whiskey and then i also got a smoke wagon uncut unfiltered nice uh, at the i think it was a 56 proof um and then what else did i get i got a uh um four roses small batch select oh, which is nice. awesome yeah. remember that that was a uh um caleb olson yeah, joint and it was amazing and then and then I had a bottle that I had left in Colorado for a while that was uh, the Kentucky Owl confiscated. That's what it's called. And so I brought that home and we'll bring that on the podcast soon too. Um, but yeah, nice. I am stoked. Good things ahead, good things behind. Um, there is, I, I will not say what it is, Robbie, but there are good things to come uh, for you, for me, huh. for everyone.
1: Okay. Um, for but you'll find
0: out by the next time we record. Okay. Well, now, now I'm intrigued. What that good things is. Yeah. Well, the nice
1: thing is, is we're recording early next week. We'll record on Monday, correct?
0: Yep, that's so right. So I don't got to wait mm-hmm. too long.
1: Like this is great. Yep, exactly. Perfect. You
0: got to wait like four days or go. something. Yeah. And so, how are you doing? I think I've, I think I've gone through all my, uh, my life. Yeah. For the most part.
1: Good. So had the, had the tonsillectomy, and dude, it was crazy. Yeah
0: so tell me about it
1: okay well like i don't know I, i'm really good with the anesthesia so i was like out uh-huh. and like it took a while for me to get me up but like it wasn't as bad as i thought it wasn't it didn't it wasn't like chronic continuous pain all the time which is okay, nice good. so that was good mm-hmm. but the craziest thing so like i looked in the back of my mouth like, at the flashlight i look in the back of my mouth and like so they have to cauterize everything it looked like a scene oh. from like an alien movie or something like the whole back of my throat was like scaly and black and just tasted like charred dang skin. and i'm like so yeah, yeah i'm like and i don't think i could be a cannibal otherwise maybe i could be a cannibal i just need my my meat cooked rare i guess i don't know because this stuff
0: yeah you gotta don't sear it too <laughs> yeah, hard it was
1: awful uh anyway and they're like i only broke down once and it was like i got the, the surgery was done on a Thursday and they gave you a two-week thing of painkillers, but you can only do it one uh-huh. week at a time. Um, my mom didn't oh, wow. understand that, so my mom picked me up because Chelsea had to work and stuff. So she went to get my painkillers, and they, it was like a big enough amount to where it's like this liquid stuff, and it's like in, it came in two bottles because it was too much. And she goes, I think they gave me both. Oh, wow. She goes, I think they gave me both weeks. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to run back. That's nice. Except for the fact Wednesday night, I'm like, just about out and I'm like I can't do another week I can't do another week without painkillers Oh wow. so I freaked out and I'm like call him. like Chelsea I can't talk call give me more painkillers Um, so she called him and she's like uh, uh, the way she said it made him sound like I was like some sort of opiate addict or something like that like, <laughs> um, he's already got a refill for tomorrow my husband needs drugs <laughs> Yeah, he's got a refill for tomorrow and we won't write him any more prescriptions but anyway so only her once like horribly where I freaked out about not having painkillers, and <laughs> uh, for the record, did not finish all my painkillers. Dumped the rest down the toilet, so I didn't even need it. So I am not good an, for I you. Not an addict. Um, well, not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> I was addicted pretty hardcore for about a week and a half. Uh, yeah, you
0: needed that stuff, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, since then everything's awesome. Uh, I've had I've
0: drank ited whiskey. What was your first drink back?
1: Uh, it was last Saturday. And I, barbecued, nice. and I barbecued some ribs, posted that on Instagram. They mm-hmm. came out amazing. And uh, I had some just OFC86. So, nice. yeah. So, and then it went down fine. And um, I'm ready. I'm ready to drink again. But no, it's been, and then like, it's been crazy. So, we're back at school now. Um, we're doing like distance learning for the first week for sure. And if not after that, who knows? But like getting back in a routine of going to work and uh, got tons of projects finished up this summer. So, I'm feeling good about good about leaving the house and being back to work. I had way too much time to get projects yeah. done, so I'm kind of ready to have that behind me. But yeah, man, life's been pretty good. It's been, yeah, not bad at all. So...
0: So wait, school has or has not started? So
1: I'm back on duty, so school doesn't start till September 8th <laughs> <laughs> with students. So,
0: duty. <laughs> uh, okay, so you still got a few weeks. I got a few weeks, yeah. Or a week or so. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Two weeks. About a week and a half, two weeks, yeah, so... Yeah, so it's not bad, not too bad, but yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll, we'll be kind of ready when it happens. So,
0: do you have many new students? I know it doesn't always so uh, shift in and out for special education. Yeah,
1: so um, I only lost two eighth graders to high school, and I was oh, supposed wow. to get I think six sixth graders, um, but with everything that's gone on, like stuff last spring, like it was all distance learning type stuff, um, and people we have a. a virtual school option in our school district for students and we lost Mm -hmm. tons of kids to the kids to the virtual school which kind of stinks i lost a lot of Mm. really good kids a lot of fun
0: kids kids these days in their virtual stuff and their rock and roll haircuts (laughs) and their game boys and yeah
1: hopefully they'll come back though once things are back to
0: normal i think it will i hope so
1: i wouldn't i'm like my class is awesome so i I don't see why they wouldn't so Yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's the hard thing is like that whole vibe might be gone for you mm-hmm. for a little bit yeah that stinks it does because you 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 roll with the vibe man
1: we you know like that's one thing i probably like my biggest thing is like kids don't want to learn if they don't like you so we start out by having fun and we make sure we make room mm-hmm. time for fun you know
0: that's great yeah nobody no. that was a go ahead I wasn't gonna say that was a nickname in college, but I was gonna say that was a first year married lesson for me. (laughs) Time for fun. Okay.
1: No Heather's not gonna like you if you don't have fun. Mm
0: -hmm. Dude,
1: first year of marriage, that was tricky for Chelsea and I.
0: We were Oh
1: was it? Oh yeah, it was awful. Like we had like every fight for our entire marriage for the first year. And then we oh, wow. we had it all worked out. No, it wasn't that bad. Like, but we were both very stubborn people. So, first year was a little tricky. First year was tricky for us, but it's been it's been smooth since we learned how to fight, or not necessarily fight. We we, we learned how to discuss things without getting into fights. There we we, go.
0: we learned how to conflict. There you go. Yeah, I like the word conflict because fighting sounds like you're yelling, and
1: mm. no, we d- and I'm not yelling. We don't yell. We usually break out like the bow staffs and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah, go at it. For, Just go at like, it. like physically fighting with ninja
0: type weapons. Yeah. yeah. Now that's a fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's actually how I met uh, bare knuckle neighbor Jan. So yeah, yeah, you know Jan. She was she was our marriage <laughs> counselor.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like, all right, here's your bow staff, Robbie, <laughs> and Chelsea, you get we, the brass knuckles with diamonds. Ooh, the diamond don't let them brass fall knuckles. Out. Yeah. 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 Don't don't hit them too hard. <laughs> yeah, all right. I uh, Heather and I were blessed in that we figured not figured out. We didn't figure out anything. I mean, we did, but um, <laughs> we figured out how to fight in our um, fight engagement, fight like or it, conflict. Uh, conflict. <laughs> okay. We figured out how to conflict and how to work through things pretty quickly. And we had like we actually got some really beneficial uh pre-marriage counseling yeah uh shout out to wade cook who's the man uh our counselor nice and yeah basically all things said and done we were it was awesome because we never fought while we were dating and and then after we got married it like smoothed out Nice. Real quick. So, like, real quick.
1: We should probably move on here, but before we do, I'm going to give some marriage advice that was amazing yeah, for me. Do uh, so. I am. Do it. I am like, we have a conflict. Let's talk about it right now and move on. Chelsea is not like that. Yeah, she doesn't want me. to talk yeah. about it right away. She's like, she needs time to think. Yep, that's. She's how a thinker. <laughs> and so, like the like the Yokums, they were they we were one of a couple that we always meet with, and they were like, it's hard for you to not talk about it it's just as hard for her to talk about it. So I was like, oh, uh-huh. I didn't even think of it like that. I'm still so selfish. So that was the best marriage advice I got was set up a time to take care of it. We don't have to talk
0: about it now. Marriage lessons. But when will we?
1: With chill filter. Yep, there you go. The podcast no, where we great. talk marriage.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> While we drink our pain away. Yeah. Speaking of drinking. No, there's not We should pain. probably move on, yeah. Yeah, I do have a lot of history okay. today, so uh, before we get into the break, uh, what we're drinking today is uh, George T. Stagg, specifically the 2019 release, and as as we're recording, that was last year, um, so let's send it a break, and then we'll talk about great history, because there's some good stuff here, so we're sending right. it a break now. <laughs> And we're back so george t Stag, 2019 first of all okay so we've done george t Stag before on the podcast this is actually our first episode where we have the exact same like l- label on mm-hmm. the podcast we're, we're, we've had one exactly the same before but the thing is is that this is a yearly release bottle and This is very, this is going to be very different than last year's, the 2018 rather. Uh, So, so that's why we're drinking it today, because if you're going to pick up a bottle of George T. Stagg, you might get something great. uh, But personally, you might also get the greatest whiskey you've ever had in your life, which was the 2016 release personally for me. Are you getting getting choked up um, or
1: you're suppressing a burp there?
0: I had, like, it wasn't a burp, but it was, like, one of those, like, uh, yeah, it was one of those things, <laughs> That
1: sounds yeah. worse than a burp. I oh this. Did you just burp? Be. No, I was, like,
0: <laughs> no, that's what happens to me. Okay. Did, did, have I ever told you this? I so, I can't burp. I can, but I, like, oh, yes probably burped. Have. I could probably count 20 times in my life where I've actually Dude, burped. That's so weird. Uh, and I didn't intend to. It just came up. You know what? Uh, but oh, I have you know this weird. Is. I know why. What's that?
1: It's... <laughs> So all the gases that would escape through a burp are going through your sweaty pants. It's just coming out because yeah. you wear pant jeans during 110 degree weather. It's it's
0: all, It is literally perspiring yeah, if, through me.
1: The gas is coming out your persp- pants persp- Panspiration.
0: Perspiration. Hey, that was a nickname in college. Anyway, <laughs> um No, but I, yeah, I guess, I guess before I get into history, because our listeners, if you're that one that really wants to know the history, skip ahead like one more minute. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I get these weird, um, spasms is probably a word to say in my throat. Uh, and sometimes (laughs) they're really bad and it'll be like, (laughs) and I can't stop it. I can't do anything. And it's like, there's like a frog in my throat more than anyone's ever experienced, uh, besides people that eat frogs. That's the long story short. Let's get to the history. (laughs) Anyway, who was George T. Stagg? So I looked into this, and and our prior episode on George T. Stagg talked more about the antique collection. I want to talk a little bit more about Stagg today, the man, uh, and then we'll talk about the antique collection in a little bit as well. So he was born, uh, a man named George T. Stagg, he was born December 19th, 1835, uh, near Lancaster, Kentucky. Now, if you're from Kentucky, I'm sure you call it Lancaster, but I grew up in Philly where we're near Lancaster County, and we call it Lancaster. Long story short. I don't know why I keep saying that word or that phrase. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, in his 20s, he actually served in the Civil War for the Union. Wait, wait, Columbus And now Kentucky. It. Can I uh-huh? Can
1: I get the long-form story of how Philadelphia would say Lancaster? <laughs>
0: So they call it <laughs> Lancaster. That's the long story. But the short story would be, they call it Lancaster. Okay. All
1: right.
0: Yeah. Sorry. There's no long story to that okay, one, so sadly. Okay, so all right. It's just me not knowing what to say. All right. So yeah, he served in the Union uh, for the Civil War. And so Kentucky was split in the north and south of uh, that, you know, war and some in terms of like the allegiances but it was likely his religious views that led him to serve for the union which in which he disagreed very much with slavery okay. uh, i thought that was kind of cool yeah uh, side what's that i said yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah side note he saw some battle uh actually quite a bit his his infantry or whatever saw a lot of battle but he rose to rank uh He moved his way up and eventually became, not exactly, uh, he probably would be a colonel in Kentucky colonel, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. naming, but he was the personal assistant to the general, uh, specifically General Burnside, (laughs) who is a notable general. It's very Dwight Schrute of him,
1: assistant to the general, not the assistant general.
0: He was assistant general, yeah, yeah. There's a word, and it was like French, and I didn't want to try to pronounce it, but there's a word for what he was. Uh, but it was basically just the personal assistant to the general. Uh, but you, you've you've seen General Burnside; he's the guy with the sideburns. That's why they call him Sideburns, is because of General Burnside. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's, that's the that's whole like story. The fact yeah, of the
1: podcast right there. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, seriously, put that in your whiskey pipe and smoke it. <laughs> um, anyway, when the war ended, he moved to St. Louis with his family and helped start a company uh, that sold and distributed a lot of whiskey. He uh, was known very much in this company for being very, um, let's just say he was very organized. Uh, his war um, rank probably earned him a little bit of uh, strategic uh, organization and leadership. Uh, this is how he meets a guy named Edmund Haynes Taylor. And he's a legend in the whiskey world as well. We've talked about him before, E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Taylor. So Taylor uh, owned the Old Fire and Copper Distillery in Frankfurt and apparently at at a certain point owed uh, George T. Stagg's company a lot of money. Uh, But George T. Stagg saw this as a great opportunity to get Taylor's, um, sorry, I totally lost. uh, Wow, yeah, I uh, sorry, everyone got super distracted. (laughs) Yeah, but he saw this as a great opportunity to get Taylor's distillery out of debt. And kind of swoop in there. And Stagg was a really good salesman. And he eventually not only got rid of the distillery's debt, but he actually gained control of the distillery. Which was super cool. He uh, kept Taylor around too, especially for the brand name. But eventually they started to not get along so much. uh, And Stagg in a nice way helped taylor start his own distillery after the old fire and copper distillery which was called the old taylor distillery uh, which i believe is now it's still around and they call it now the i believe it's the castle and key uh distillery which is really cool uh tourism because edmund haynes taylor was big into like tourism as well as um, <laughs> is, that,
1: is that how they say it in philadelphia
0: tourism, tourism not tourism
1: No no. So if you go if you were go when you visited the You go on a tour. You go on a tour.
0: Yeah. Okay. You're like, you go on a tour. You or Northwest Northwest Man. I was gonna
1: make fun of you and be like, oh, do you say four is four? But then I was like, wait, that reinforces your point. It's four, (laughs) not four. Oh man. Go Philadelphia. But it's flower. Not fleur. Yeah.
0: Go Philly. Okay. Go, Johns. <laughs> so, yeah, he was big into like, you know, like making it uh, a tour rather than just making it about whiskey. So anyway, so he, um, man, I should have organized my notes better. I did less bullet points and longer bullet points, uh, but now I keep getting lost. So yeah, okay. So Stag helps Taylor start his own distillery, the Old Taylor Distillery, and Stag stopped selling E.H. Taylor brand or just Taylor brand, out of respect for Colonel E.H. Taylor. But that sort of changed as time went on. He originally said that, but then Stag kept trying to use the Taylor name on some things mm. after considering the brand's value, because it did lose him a lot of business when he lost the brand. Uh, and then basically Stagg sued him, or um, Taylor sued him, and there were a few like lawsuits that went down, and Stagg renamed the company the George C. Stag and Company. Huh? And I didn't know why there was a C there um, by the, the the resources I was using, but there, it was this George C. Stag and Company, and that was in 19, or 1890, rather. So he sadly died about three years later in 1893, but in 1904, after he died, the distillery was renamed the George T. Stag Distillery, and... That name lasted until 1999 when it was changed to, wait for it, the Buffalo Trace Distillery. What? Yeah, okay. it all comes together. Uh, so, history uh, we'll get into a quick history of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. We talked about this a little bit on the last Stag episode, but I'm going to zoom through this part. So, George T. Stagg is a cast strength bourbon that is part of a very prestigious five bottle collection. Other bottles in the collection are William LaRue Weller, which is a cast strength weeded bourbon, and it's usually about 12 years old. Uh, There's Eagle Rare 17, which is a 90 proof, but now is 101 proof high rye bourbon. Uh, There's Sazerac 18, which is a 18 year old 90 proof rye. Uh, There's Thomas H. Handy Sazerac, which is a six and a half year cast strength rye. So those are the five. Uh, and we're there used to be actually different bottles. There used to be like a Weller 19, which is like epic to me, (laughs) like a cast strength Weller 19 year old. I don't know. So, but I won't go too far into that history. If you really want to learn more about the antique collection, look up the George T. Stagg 2018 episode if you want more. So, George T. Stagg, what we're drinking today, the 2019 release, this has been rocking steady since um 2002 in the collection at least not this specific bottle as a cast strength high rye bourbon uh the hazmats um years where it was above 140 proof were 2003 uh, fall of 2005 2006 through 2012 all had hazmats 2016 Uh, also uh, and then in 2007 for example it was 144.8 proof the highest it's ever been Uh, usually around 15 to 16 years old uh, known to have crazy evaporation loss in those years i remember in 2016 which was i've said it before it is the best bourbon whiskey i've ever had that release there was a 75.99% evaporation loss, meaning that three quarters of what went into that barrel was gone when they opened the barrel. Um, Bottles usually run, they used to run uh, for $80 retail, uh, but now they are $100 retail, uh, but they go for a lot higher than that on the secondary. Uncut, unfiltered, uh, awards uh, jim murray gave a good few awards uh, in 2018 he gave it the best no age statement whiskey in 2010 he gave it the bourbon of the year and in 2004 and 2005 it won the world whiskey of the year for jim murray so like i said what we're drinking today the 2019 release this was distilled in the spring of 2014 i'm sorry 2004 i don't know why i wrote 2014 because that <laughs> wouldn't make sense Uh, When I was but a wee freshman in high school, Hmm. Uh, 15 years old and three months is this bottle. Uh, The barrel entry proof was the maximum allowed for bourbon, and that's 125 proof. Uh, But it went down. Not all the time does that happen. Uh, But in this case, the proof went down, meaning more alcohol was, was lost to the angel share than water was. So okay. that's kind of cool because sometimes it's very much the opposite. You'll, you'll only go up in proof. So something happened this year, maybe the barrels, maybe the weather, likely the weather. Maybe the same and fate the general climate. that
1: George T. Stagg that led him to the Union Army. He was like, hey, guys, you want some good whiskey tonight? And there's the angel share.
0: Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all comes together. <laughs> this one was surprisingly low proof. Uh, it's Uh, 116.9 which is really low for a stag Uh, it's not a bad thing um, because it's all about you know how it tastes and how it feels but um, yeah it's a little low for a stag like I said many of those releases especially earlier on were over 140 proof Uh, The mash bill is corn, then rye, then barley. It is assumed that the rye content is between 10 and 15% on this one. Uh, Evaporation loss for this release was 56%. Normally, uh, they give bottle and barrel counts, but not this year for some reason. There was something about the data they said. uh, Buffalo Trace claimed uh, that they didn't have all the data points. I got this bottle last year and still haven't sipped it yet. I have, and there's a good few inches missing from it. Um, partly listeners, because sometimes we share these goodies with our Patreon peeps. Shh, don't tell anyone, but we do. Um, and so people in our Patreon crew have had it before we have. Crazy. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. I've actually had this before. Wait, was did I have it with you? You brought it to
1: Boise, and we didn't drink it. Then I drank it.
0: Okay, good. Okay. Well, well, at least you had I. it, so I'm I'm still gonna be blown away. I have a good feeling about this. Yeah, you're like it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, no, I'm
1: very excited. Let's. Are we, okay, are we cool. ready to pour? Are you ready to pop? Uh,
0: one more thing. Um, MSRP a hundred dollars, uh, which started uh in 2018, I believe. I don't know. If or we- no, it was last year. Last year, they started doing 100. So yeah, I have the cork here. Let's give it the old pop What are you laughing at? Because
1: I had a smudge on my glass, and I went to wipe it off. And I'm sure the mic picked it up. My phone, it did. It's it totally like, it the highest-pitched fart over here. But it was, it was me cleaning my glass.
0: It wasn't moose. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't moose. Yeah.
1: It was my glass, not my butt. Was it you? I'll never tell.
0: All right. This is smells, this is smelly. Did you good. pop the cork?
1: I didn't hear the cork because I was giggling. Yeah, it was, um, it was
0: lighter. The listeners will definitely hear right, it, okay. but, uh, it was light for the, uh, phone mic. Ah, I love, I love how good antique collection bottles look. They are beautiful to me.
1: I'm not a fan of them.
0: And actually, Robbie has a bottle of this stack. He's the... saving it for a special occasion. Yes, sir. Um, you're not a fan? Oh, I don't these like are gorgeous the to me.
1: I don't like, I mean, like, like, it's not my favorite for sure. Just like a wine bottle, but I've said that before. So, but the nose on this, holy apple, holy caramel apple. Like it is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It smells like I love an amazing bourbon.
0: I love Mashbill Number One. It's just always appley to me, and this is a Buffalo Trace Mashbill Number One product, similar to Stag Junior, similar to Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace, same Mashbill.
1: Oh man! Ah, oh, it
0: does smell so fruity. Just, like, like, go ahead. It, you know those apples that are super soft. I want to say like Red Delicious, but um, they're even more soft than that. Maybe like Gala.
1: Galas are a little crunchy. Or Galas are, Oh, it is like a, okay. Maybe it's not kind of, Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp. Okay, I'm getting like a yeah, like a nice Gala. I love Gala apples.
0: No Fuji. Okay. Sorry,
1: Fuji. I'm getting kind of like a Fuji. That's not like that Fuji. nice. Nice crisp sweetness on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, and it's hot. You could you could definitely tell, but it's not it's not really like burning my nostril hairs. Uh, but you could tell it's a little hot.
1: There's a little heat on it for sure. Um, Amara's actually in the Carmelie for sure. Amara's in the room with me right now. We're recording, and she always likes. Nice. My, uh, hey, Amara. Cole says hi. You can say hi. Hi. All right. She's been dying. Oh, we finally get Amara she's been on the dying podcast. To be, heard on the podcast but i always like to sh- like let, let the girls sniff the whiskey because i'm like someday i'd like to drink with them right
0: and she'll be honest yeah She's, and then they'll be like wow this smells like daddy <laughs>
1: but she and she'll be honest and sometimes she doesn't like it but she smelled that one and her face was like oh my gosh that smells so good it is like seriously straight mm-hmm. apples so good um have you gone for a sip yet
0: i have okay dang it's good <laughs> so good <laughs> I was hoping it'd be this good. Mm. Um, I, gotta, I gotta breathe it out a bit for a second. So the first thing I noticed was that my teeth hurt. I don't know about you, and that oh. rarely happens, that my teeth hurt. I don't know. Um, but I like felt it, you know, as if I you know when you eat sour like patch kids or something like that, mm-hmm. and your teeth hurt a little bit, that's kind of how I felt.
1: You might need to go to a dentist. Uh, I don't get that feeling often.
0: Okay, cool. Maybe maybe it was... I did have Sour Patch Kids like two days ago, I think. Yeah. So maybe it's just lingering. <laughs> like sandpaper um, on your teeth. And I ate a bunch of them. Yeah. Dude, Sour Patch Kids are... Um, I'm
1: like, like anything gummy and fruity-ish. Mm-hmm. All about
0: it. Dude, the watermelon ones are amazing.
1: So I think more than... So it, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. More than... So yeah, I ugh. guess
0: my teeth hurting turned into a um really just bright and powerful sweetness Mm -hmm. uh apples were there um caramel was there but not in a dense way it was very bright um cherry kind of brightness uh but maybe not cherry i gotta i gotta really dig into see if that's cherry flavor but you know how cherries are like bright yeah Uh, especially you know like um I don't know, like maraschino cherries can be very But anyway, you, you keep talking.
1: So I think more, more than like flavor, the mouthfeel on this is what I get. Like, mm. th- th- I mean, that stands out more than the flavor. It's just, you can tell it's, you know, a little bit higher in proofage. It's just a nice warmth. It just hits the whole whole of your mouth delicious um definitely a lot of the sweetness sweet bourbon you know um apples yeah you see a little bit of the cherry for sure but man it's just that's that's a good one right there this is like to me this is like a good fall whiskey
0: oh yeah yeah you think of like an apple orchard yeah like sipping this i can see like and like the smell of the leaves leaves
1: falling a smell of a a fire on the pit going yeah
0: yeah Uh uh-huh yep and this is, I I wish, I mean, basically those notes really lay it down. Yep. Um, brightness, though, I wish I could clarify that a little more, um, but I think a lot of our listeners will understand that it is powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, like, it feels more than 120 proof. You know, we said it's about 117 proof, but it feels hotter, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, I this this in a way reminds me of that uh, old Forester birthday bourbon, but better. Okay, actually, um, yeah, because the birthday bourbon reminded me of just like it just was potent in a very sweet and bright way. Mm-hmm. This is this is even more so. Yeah, um, yeah. I think bright is a good way uh, to put it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't even say like berries because berries are somewhat dense in a way, like dark berries at least. Um, this might have, no, then again, strawberries are too little. <laughs> this is vanilla, caramely, appley, delicious. Yes. So good. It is. Like a good pie.
1: A quintessential good bourbon. Like this is what you want.
0: Yeah. Um, so I am pulling out my limestone water.
1: I've already dropped the limestone water. Um. Get a little. It, it's changed it. It's definitely a little more medicinal for me. There's, it's it muted the sweetness for sure, um, but it's, the sweetness is still there. When you you know I dropped water when you were just mentioning cherries, and I do I can see that a little bit more with the water.
0: Still, the apple
1: is there. It's just that that fruity sweetness is there for sure. So,
0: do you remember? Um, do you remember that note I got from the first note I got from the. Uh, single oak project. Barrel
1: sixteen. Uh
0: no. Fruit roll ups. Get a little bit of like a berry fruit roll up in here. Okay. Which is I love. I love sweet things. I love very sweet
1: Ooh. things. Ooh. Ooh. Water made it feel a mm-hmm. lot hotter for some reason on the Ooh, That got me. Whiskies I don't usually get that from a whiskey too often, but that it felt a lot hotter with the water. A little bit of burn, um, yeah. I think I definitely like with when it was neat, it was just kind of a nice, mellow, solid kind of thing. That just that burn just kind of hit me real quick. Um, good though. I mean, I definitely prefer it neat over the water. A little bit of medicinal to it um, underneath, or a little more pronounced than the other, um, you know, apples and stuff like that. So not a huge fan mm-hmm. with the water, but
0: I actually not bad. didn't get the burn. Uh, and I did get really good flavor. You know, like, like most times when you, when you add water, it can lighten it. Uh, it can spread it out and kind of spread out the flavor Mm -hmm. and yeah, like take it like it's not as strong, but you get a little more stretched of the flavor. Um, you know, the notes. I think that happened here. I'm not, I think I like the water pour a little less than the neat pour. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I definitely felt like it was pretty complex. But that was just me. I would say we probably added different amounts of water too. I did, yeah.
1: I think I think when you mentioned it, I think it was a little more complex. There was definitely a little bit more there. The first one is just what you think of when you get a bourbon. I got a little bit more with the water. Um, yeah. yeah. My uh, my bus driver you also. Oh, go ahead. I, mm-hmm. I just had my bus driver move that,
0: drop that cube. So I'm about to do that too. You were gonna say something. Um, I forget. It wasn't that important though.
1: Um, so the ice made it colder, which is nice. What? Um, I like nose wise. The ice is really good. It's, it's definitely a little more complex. It made things, I think a little brighter for me. Even just everything standing out just a little bit more. Still a sweetness, but it's like a mile. Well, I said just stands out more. I, I would say it's more complex for sure it's got a mild sweetness with a little more complexity to it. Like it's not as sweet for me, but it's definitely more complex for
0: sure. Yeah.
1: I'm not getting the medicinal. On the nose.
0: It's you're not. Not. That's good. I'm not loving it with the nose. It's a little, um, little weirdly oaky. Um, Mm -hmm. Almost like a rubbery. I'm getting a little of that like latexy medicinal. Oh yeah. Um,
1: okay. I'm getting a little more. But spice. I have a
0: good feeling about the 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 palate on this one. Yeah. You're what? I'm getting
1: a little more spice on it. I'm getting almost like the oakiness is almost chocolatey to me. I don't know. It's to me. There's a lot more complexity with the ice, though, for sure.
0: I didn't get much off of that sip i gotta go for another i uh man a little bit of chocolate i could taste that yeah
1: Ooh, i kind of like
0: I... <coughs> oh there we go the burn no the the cough, the cough yeah i uh i like the ice
1: it is definitely more complex i think um you know the mouth feel it's it's more complex too like it's got a little burn to it it kind of moves from the front of the palate to the back um there's no bitterness for me at all it's definitely got a lot of that sweetness but there's more to it and I I can't put my finger on it though but I definitely like it with ice
0: so I I agree there's no bitterness there's no kind of bad taste to it uh a little too chocolatey for me with the water Um, there's something about it that's just not blowing my mind with water. Uh, it's good. Yeah. But I'd much prefer it neat. Much prefer it neat. Yeah. But I, I gotta go for it again. I felt like the, each time I'd sipped it, it wasn't really shouting out any notes.
1: Yeah, it's Hmm. definitely complex. Like there's some complexity to it where it's, Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of bitterness now as the longer it sits, but I, I definitely like the ice. I'm not opposed to it for sure. I think it's pretty close to being there with neat. So, yeah. Anything else you yeah. want to say?
0: Um. Yeah, it's good. I mean, like that's the thing is that it is no matter what. Like even with ice, it's still good. Yeah. Um, which is something great because uh, you can go through a lot of lot of whiskeys and bourbons, especially where. Ice will kill it or water will kill it. Now, this yeah. is still rocking strong. Like I said, I do prefer it neat. Um, and I have a high rating for this one. This this one reminds me in a lot of ways of um, some of my favorite bourbons of all time. Okay. Um, so, what are you giving it? Uh, I guess I'll get to that. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. What do you got? Yeah. Oh. So, so I got a 9.3 on this one. Okay. 9.3. Nice. Not 9.4, 9.5. Those are a little too high and that you know like ones that i've gone into that realm are um the blanton straight for the barrel or the single oak project or eagle rare 17 2015 uh this one is great Mm -hmm. fantastic even this is one of my favorite pours that i have on my shelf at this point now that i've tried it um but doesn't beat out like i said the the straight from the barrel we had on the podcast or the single oak project or Eagle Verse 17 uh very good though I like don't want to downplay it at all because this is fantastic this is like honestly easily one of the best we've ever had on the podcast well, kind opinion. of what, kind
1: of what you're saying too is like it had potential to be the best or one of the best for sure mm-hmm. yeah but it's not one of the best it's just really good it's right there. I would say
0: this is Maybe top 20 I've ever had. Okay, top 20. is that? A, but is that but a, not top 10. Is
1: that a new secondary rating? Love it. Top no. 10 top 10?
0: This is on the exceptional, theoretically. Okay. But not top 10. It's close. It's close, but not top 10. Gotcha.
1: Well, I was pretty close on my rating with you. I'm going to go, I was going to go 9.2, then I thought 9.4. You went with 9.3, but I don't want to be just like you. So I'm going to go 9.25.
0: <laughs> nice. yeah so I'm like oh, this is
1: really good you know it's uh, yeah I think this is exactly what you want in a bourbon I think you know if oh, you're yeah. able to get a bottle of this you're not going to be disappointed you know you're going to give it to some friends they're not going to be disappointed there's um, you know it's. I, I'd say I'd go a little bit higher if it had a little bit more complexity to it but as far as a mm. bourbon goes like this is what you want in a bourbon you know what I mean like yeah. it's just straightforward and delicious so yeah yeah, nine point.
0: And the thing about oh go ahead. Yeah, the thing about stag is that it's um it's always different every year. So, and I've never had a bad stag senior. Mm-hmm. Um it's always good. Good. Some much better than others, but still always good. And the the secondary market value is at least $400 on this bottle. Nice. At least. Likely more than $500. Yeah.
1: All right, well, cheers. That was yeah. a good one, man. Yeah, good way to, good way to get back. to, you. to Did recording. you finish
0: the whole sample bottle?
1: No, I haven't because I still got to read. It's hard to read. Oh, it's hard for me well, to read clearly. Time. Yeah, I don't read. So.
0: Especially cast strength. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: are we uh, are we ready yeah. for our next segment?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Send it over to Whiskey World News.
1: this is part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it, didn't write it we're just going to read it, then we're going to talk about it and I'm not going to read the title of this article uh, but it does come uh, yet yeah, at least I'll read it in a little bit here but it does come from thedailybeast.com <laughs> and uh, nice. it's written by oh dear, I cannot not see oh, Wayne Curtis So, and I feel like this is very apropos for the podcast here Cole, you'll see why in a second uh, some years ago, I was commissioned to write a travel guide to northern New England. I spent weeks on the road. I visited a heroic number of inns and eateries. I submitted my book on deadline. But the thing I'm most proud of, I never once used the word quaint. Avoiding the word ah. was a challenge. I gave myself when I started the project. Quaint struck me as the bedbug of New England travel writing. It crept in noiselessly. It was irritating. It was impossible to eradicate. It was so overused that it meant nothing. So I vowed to avoid it. Writers are rarely celebrated with thunderous applause or satchels of cash. We must rejoice in our nano accomplishments. This was mine. Don't judge me. Now, huh. let me share my most recent lexical accomplishment. To the best of my knowledge, I have never described a liquor or drink as... Smooth! smooth. Full disclosure, a Google nice. search revealed that I once used the word smooth sipping. Eh, sue me. When I started writing about spirits, I avoided smooth since it seemed lazy and meaningless, like quaint.
0: Nice. (laughs) In the decade. That's how I feel. (laughs) In
1: the decade and half since, and during writing, which I've been a judge at many spirits competitions, which are essentially festivals of adjectives. I I like that, festivals Uh of adjectives. That's what we should call the the tasting. Good point. And here comes the festival of adjectives. Um, I have come (laughs) to smooth not just as a dull lump of lead that weighs down discourse. It became an indicator as to how much attention I should pay to someone else's opinions. If an acquaintance takes a sip of spirit, nods knowingly at me and says, smooth, I find myself discounting their opinion by 20%. If they draw out the word by saying, smooth, then I discount it by 35%. (laughs) Am I proud of this? No, Uh, I am not. I am an a-hole for viewing smooth as a red flag. Yes, I am. Cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. But I am an a-hole for the capability of self-reflection. Please do not dwell on this image. So recently, I went a bit deeper to see if I can figure out why my Pavlonian twitch triggered by smooth. To start, what does smooth mean? It turns out it's one of those words that chiefly define by what it's not. In general use, smooth describes a surface free of, from projections, irregularities, or inequalities. Or so says the Oxford English Dictionary, which traces the first reference regarding alcohol to 1743. When lic- referring to liquor... The OED defines it as soft or pleasing to the taste, free from sharpness or acidity. Of course, soft or hmm. pleasing to the taste is not helpful. It describes both no. meringue and marshmallow, and smooth is, again, defined by characteristics it lacks, sharpness or acidity. And honestly, it's a pretty fun article, so if you get a chance, go over and read it. It's a little bit longer, not too much, but I just thought...
0: I feel so validated.
1: <laughs> you Like, you got you, like you to try to become a pen pal with this guy, because... It was, like, right up your alley. So, anyway. So, what was the title of the the article? The title is, Would You Please Stop Calling Whiskey Smooth? So Nice. Yeah, I didn't want to give it all all the way right there at the beginning. So, yeah. anyway, thoughts on that, Cole?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, listeners know that I think that is one of the worst defining (laughs) adjectives we could probably give a whiskey. But when I do say it, which I have, as our listeners know, I always say I hate to say this, but it's a little smooth. What I do mean is it goes down pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing sharp. There's nothing, um, I don't know, like aggressive about it. It just goes down quick and, and nothing hurts, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, whether it be taste or or proof, you know, uh, mouthfeel or anything like that. There is, um, yeah, that's what smooth means. But I don't like it. And as, you know, it's very well described in this article because it could represent a lot of things, one, but it also is a very cop-out note because I could probably even say that this George T. Stag was smooth, even though a lot of people would disagree with me. Mm-hmm. I could probably get away with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I—I I mean, like when I think of a smooth whiskey, I think of like Crown Royal. Okay. Which is like too smooth, probably. Gotcha. We'll hold,
1: like, well, hold on to that. There's thought. There's not though.
0: a lot to Nicole, hold on to that thought. Yeah. Okay. All right. Jeez. Holding on. Okay. What do you think?
1: Um. You know, I I think it's funny because I don't mind calling a whiskey smooth, but I think, you know, when someone says smooth, you kind of go, well, they they probably don't drink a lot of whiskey and that's okay. Like if you don't drink yeah. a lot of whiskey or they you, only drink one kind and I give you a whiskey and you go, that's smooth. Typically it's like, that's smooth. Like it's, You know, you hear from somebody who doesn't typically drink it. So you're kind of like, yeah, it is smooth. What do you like about it? You know, like what else? You know, Uh it's it's kind of like one of those things like if someone drinks a whiskey and they go, that's smooth, you go, awesome. I got you. Let's talk whiskey now. Like what, what about it is so smooth? What do you really, you know, you kind of get a little bit further into it. So I'm not as opposed to it. I think it's kind of funny how like you're irritated by it. There's definitely a lot of other words that I get irritated by that I really try to avoid. Um, yeah. But smooth isn't necessarily one of them when it comes to whiskey, but I do get it. I, I get what you're saying with it or what the what you know this guy's saying with the article here, Mr. Wayne Curtis. So anyway, I thought it was kind of a fun article. Um anything else? Yeah, I like that. Uh no. We're, we're, um, we're starting to get a little long here, so we should probably move along. Yeah, what are we at? Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah. Um it's time for what whiskey would you choose? It's, do you want to go over the last week's results?
1: Oh yeah. I was I was ready to hop into the new one. So last week so we've been bad. Like, we really did take a vacation, I think, because we haven't been posting on a ton of these things. So, but we did last week. Uh, last week's was What's Your Tailgate Whiskey? Um, and I chose Platte Valley Corn Whiskey for uh, myself because I'm a corn husker and that's what I, I drink on game days. Uh, Cole. You got destroyed. I did. I did get destroyed. Yeah, go and on. That's okay. Cole, I mean, I, yeah. first of all, I assume not a lot of people have drank it at Platte Valley uh, Moonshine. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and Cole went with Old Forester 100, which th- right there I'm like, people are probably gonna go for that. Cole won 83% to 17%, so that nice. is that. No big surprise there. Um, but we did have a couple of ride-ins. Oh shoot. Um, oh dear, I thought I had it saved and I don't. Give me a second. Cole
0: One of them was J
1: Jerome Edwards, uh, fat period Acura period guy. What is it? Acura fat guy, I think he calls himself, which I always feel, I felt bad. I don't, anyway, I don't like calling people fat. <laughs> but he, yeah. yeah, so Acura fat boy, he goes with Blanton's, which I'm like, hey, it's a little bit higher price for- a- He says, hmm, Blantons. Blanton's. So if you can get, if that's kind of in your price range, like invite me over to your tailgate because I will
0: gladly sip with you. Uh, I sipped that yesterday, so good. Oh, I, had to, I forgot how good Blanton's is. I
1: actually, uh, yeah, I was, I was testing the throat here before we got on. I had a little bit of Blanton's before we got on. So it is nice.
0: re-entry buzz. little,
1: Yeah. little. Well, that would be the entry. The stag was the re-entry. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, so yeah, anyway, and talk about another quintessential great bourbon Blanton's. uh, Rose Katisitosa, our Canadian friend went with a cheap bottle and bond <laughs> old Grandad is a great choice he also says he's never even seen old forester 100 in the wild so it's too
0: bad yeah. it's cheap too I, I don't think I, I haven't
1: really looked but I'll have to start looking uh, but I can definitely yeah, get behind it's got an
0: orange label
1: okay I can definitely get behind old Grandad though that's Oh, it's one of one of my faves and then uh, whiskey and revel, whiskey underscore in underscore revelry went with jim beam and sprite forever War, damn eagle, and uh, as much as I hate the SEC, I like they got some good. Like, I kind of wish I was in the SEC because that's like bourbon country, and there's a lot there, and like I feel like that's just quintessential. <laughs> I think, yeah. Anyway, so. so
0: what did he mean by that? <laughs> I'm not a sportsy guy. <laughs> so uh, sportsy,
1: um, that's Auburn, and they just say War Eagle, oh, and they have an okay. eagle that flies around their stadium. And I, uh, even though their mascot's a tiger, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where the eagle comes in from, but that's what they say. Wow. eagle
0: way to hate on whiskey and revelry. <laughs> no
1: <laughs> I just, I I, I, I hate the SEC because I'm not a fan of the SEC because the SEC is way too good. So,
0: um, yeah.
1: Anyway, so this week, Cole, I got, I got a. a what whiskey would you choose for you? Bring it on. All right. And Cole, you're gonna love this one. This is right up your alley. I I
0: will. All right, so
1: you want to drink a whiskey? You want something that's tasty? You want something that is smooth? (laughs) What's your favorite
0: smooth whiskey? It's like smooth jazz.
1: (laughs) Do you have a favorite? Okay, are we are we being? I'm serious. Are we being like? I'm saying like what like yeah you think like you already kind of went into it. you were talking about Favorite crown a little
0: bit but like what or like epitome of smooth whiskey bro. um
1: what is this let's just say what is the smoothest so we'll go epitome what's the smoothest that's a good whiskey yeah, you know yeah,
0: let's start with that man. yeah that's probably like crown royal standard is that what you're gonna go with it just standard? it just slips down the throat you don't even notice it you know man before you... uh, which can be a good thing and a bad thing
1: yeah yeah I think that's kind of the way people yeah. get crown royal yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um all right, I'm with yeah. you. I I can see that Crown Royal, that's a good pick. I'm going to go and I didn't realize this until we'd had done the podcast in March, but I'm going to go with Tullamore Dew. I think that is one of the easiest to drink whiskies there
0: is. Like and for that price? For the price? Like you don't you, I like this matchup here. Yeah,
1: it's an inter- interesting. I
0: mean, it's like,
1: yeah. It's a good one, I think, you know. I'm, I'm interested to see if anybody responds like uh, we have some fairly highbrow listeners
0: here, you
1: know. It'll be <laughs> interesting, what we get. So, what do you think? Yeah, is...
0: we'll definitely put a. What would you say is the smoothest? Yeah. Uh, like as well as what do you pick between me and Robbie?
1: Yeah, so I'm interested to see the see the ones on this. It'll be we'll see what we get here. So,
0: all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So next week. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna put it up to the uh, listeners. I'm gonna bring, uh, out to Virginia. <clears throat> Uh, It's going to be between—actually, we won't be able to put it up to listeners. Maybe we will if I post it it tomorrow. Yeah, so it'll be between Russell's Reserve Single Barrel and Larceny Barrel Proof.
1: All right. So
0: prep your minds, everyone. It'll be a good bourbon nonetheless.
1: Oh, it's been a while since I've had a good bourbon.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like three minutes. Yeah, I actually you're just, like going for the re-entry buzz I already. Just finished
1: my my last nice, like, it is so good. Ugh. You're like
0: I don't have to read no mo.
1: Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, if you can get some stag in 2019, go for it. Delicious. So
0: yeah, and uh, we are on track with Buffalo Trace this year to get the. Samples of the new antique collection. Um, nothing's promised, listeners, at this point. Was this the surprise? Uh, but we, no, yeah, this isn't a, the surprise. A, uh, this is me preparing better than I did last year. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because we are we are connected well with Buffalo Trace. We just got to have good timing for this kind of thing. So okay, that's good. And news. that that actually should happen in the next four weeks. You know, cool. Uh, if we do get the bottles or the sample bottles, we will get it in the next four weeks. So we might even do. Straight five episodes on each bottle. It'd be awesome. That would be epic.
1: Hey, Cole, guess what?
0: Yeah. What's up? I
1: hope we get those samples.
0: I really hope we get those samples. I also
1: hope that you have a safe trip out to uh, Virginia.
0: Yeah. I hope that Amara had a fun time just listening to a one-sided conversation.
1: I hope that my daughter does love listening to, uh, my preteen daughter loves listening to a father.
0: Because that's likely, right? I hope. Yeah, yeah. I hope that when she turns 21, she really enjoys a good whiskey.
1: I hope more that she really doesn't over-enjoy a good whiskey. But most of all, listeners... I hope that oh. she...
0: <laughs> I hope that she really uh, respects a good whiskey. I hope... But I'm most right. of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits... lift yours. yours. I don't
1: know why I did that. <laughs> oh. That's, That's good. good.